podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Scoutcast, brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the ever unflappable Seb. How's it going? All right, mate. I really badly wanted you to say the ever unflapjackable. Yeah. Rich. Oh, so close. It was there. That would have been good. Waiting, that would have been good. Take it. But uh, how's it going, <laughs> mate? You're right. I'm okay. What a week, eh? How are you? What a, what a weekend? Yeah, what a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we really love FPL. Uh, Rich, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm unflappable. You, you are. You are oh. unflappable as well. <laughs> you are the king of defenders. I am. Although I didn't get Botman. So. Yeah, that's true. But you had a Can't good week otherwise? Apart from not having Botman. Yeah, no, it's been a good, it's been a good week. Yeah. A good week. I'm looking forward to this week as well, obviously, with the double game week. It's it's been a, a very very interesting week. Obviously, the 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 swings in overall ranks this week have just been remarkable. We've got teams that are getting over a hundred, teams that are getting high into the eighties and nineties, teams that are getting sixties and getting massive red arrows, uh, teams that have had four or five goal scorers and still getting red arrows. It's um it's been a very very interesting weekend. The one massive thing you can say is that, and I know this is such a cliche, but you know points are so bunched up. That that's why we're seeing these massive swings in overall ranks. And the best thing you could do is just chill out, uh, throw your phone at the screen, and just just continue doing what you shouldn't, you know, normally do. Um, <laughs> but it's been one of those kind of weeks. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. By the way, we're going to be looking at our points. Some we're going to be looking at for a lot longer than others. Uh, we're going to be looking at the over and under table so far. We are, of course, going to be talking about Luton and Burnley because they have their double game week this week in game week seven. We're going to be looking at their defence. We're going to be talking about over or under, which is going to be a very special one this week. It's just a one-week one about those double game week players, so that'll be fun. We're going to look at our bus teams, look at the community team, which is dead to me now, uh, and then we're going to do a bit of a Q&A before we finish off as well. Before I do anything else, make sure as well, though, especially with a double game week coming, if you want to pick those players for Burnley and Luton, you don't know a lot about them, use the Scouts member area because it's absolutely brilliant. You can go on there, find the stats you want, pick those differentials you want who have a double game week. You know, if you're not sure which players get all the minutes, go on the members area and you can find it pretty quickly. We are going to obviously talk about it tonight too, but everything we grab is from the members area too. Um, thank you so much for the people that are in the chat already. We've got over 200 people in the chat, or almost 250 people in the chat already, which is fantastic for the first couple of minutes. So let's jump straight in and have a look at our points. Here we go. So I've still got Pickford in goal. We got me two points. Chilwell, who's just been an absolute nightmare to own, came on and got booked. Uh, so for a zero pointer there. Uh, but if you look at the rest of my defenders on the bench, I had a doggy with zero and Saliba with one. So it wasn't that bad a choice to play him in the end. Uh, Stupinan got an assist and got six points. Colwell with two. And Bumo with one. Interesting chat about Mbumo, I think, tonight we might have, whether he's a bit of a sell now. Uh, Rashford uh, with three points. Foden with 11. Saka with 13. Bruno with 10. Lovely points across the board there. Alvarez, obviously Rodri went off, uh, got sent off, and then Alvarez went off before 60. And then Haaland, captain with 12. Uh, My defence was nothing to write home about, just loads of ones and zeros. 61 points, I think that was, uh, for a 1 million rank drop which was quite horrendous. After Sunday, I was loving life. I had Foden goal, Bruno goal, obviously Harlan captain there. I was doing quite well, and just the points just did not come after that. And obviously, Newcastle did very well. Matoma, I was very, very happy that Matoma was benched, because obviously he's in a lot of um, of uh, teams that are maybe not being uh, looked after much anymore. And, uh, and obviously, he came on to score two goals and got 14 points. So there you go. That kind of summed the week up for me. But yeah, so down to... Pretty much 3 million overall rank. So the climb is going to be sweet. Uh, Rich, talking about climbing, I mean, tell us the next defender you're bringing in because you are just striking gold every week. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's some luck as well. And yeah, I ended up bringing in Walker this week, who obviously he got an assist really early doors as well. Beautiful assist for, for, for Foden, um, a great goal. Um, I'd never actually planned to get Walker until the very last minute. I was searching to see if, if Rico Lewis was going to be playing. And then I just decided when when we found out Rico Lewis wasn't going to be playing and Walker was playing, then I was just thinking back to the England games where Walker, you know, he's been incredible this season. He's been a lot more attacking 
um, you know, than he has been previously. He's, be, he's been a pick I'd never really want to pick for City. Yeah. So I couldn't resist going there, even though I just sold Diaz the week before. Um, but there was risk. I mean, I, it's because I didn't want to play Yao Pedro as well, whose name I say wrong. So I'm just going to say Pedro, actually, <laughs> just just to be safe. Um, but yeah, I got 80 points. That Walker transfer, there was there was some luck, but I'm happy with him going forward. Best opinion, six. Trippier got 18. You know, he's got 27 points over the last two weeks since I got him in. Ridiculous. And again, I almost sold Saka to Son instead of bringing in Trippier. So there's, I think that, I think I worked out I'm about 30-something points up. You know, if, if I'd done Saka to Son, I wouldn't have had Trippier, for example. So, and I, I mean, Seb can testify I was very, very close to doing that. So again, I've gone down a different route and there's been luck there. Robertson only got two points, so he actually let the band down. But he created what was it, six chances? You know, Van Dyke missed a missed a big chance from him. So I'm still very happy with Robertson. Midfield did okay, not as well as yours. So Rashford three, Bruno ten, Bumo one, Sterling two, Saka thirteen, and then Harlan captain. Yeah, I mean it's, it's brilliant, mate. It, the the one thing I'll say, if you look, I've been looking at my defence all year, and I've barely got any points from them all year that isn't you know, what everybody else has, if that makes sense. Whereas you just seem to be cleaning up at the moment and look at the screen. You're obviously you're the only one on a green arrow. Uh, so fair play. You've, it's you've been, it's well only there. been the last two weeks though, hasn't it? Like it's only been yeah. the last two weeks because I mean, Robertson, I brought him in for the Bournemouth game and he did nothing. Then he yeah. got a nine pointer and a 12 pointer. I mean, obviously like we said, Trippier has got 20, 27 over two weeks. So I think before that I didn't have a doggy and stuff. And you remember I was languishing, you know, I was yeah. well over a million. Like literally two weeks ago. So yeah, fair play. Fair play. Just a short term bit of luck. Now nah, credit where it's due, bud. I think that's lovely, especially considering you even got some stick for suggesting Trippier. And uh, and obviously it's it's come back <laughs> yeah. in absolute spades. So well done, Sam. Um <laughs> Seb, let's have a look at your points because you were kind of I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was genuinely shocked with what happened with your rank this week. I know you obviously had a red card, but phew, talk us through it. Uh yeah, so I've got Edison in goal, Botman. That's where the good things end, give or take. Uh, it was nice, brought him in. Uh, Gusto with a red card. Estupin at the back as well. Rashford and Bumo, Bruno Fernandes and Foden. In the midfield, Haaland captain up front, Nicholas Jackson and Jao Pedro. And then I, I benched Chilwell, which felt like a, a good decision. And I benched Saka, which felt like a bad decision. <laughs> uh, and Turner and Bordock are there as well. So yeah, a few, a few decent points on... Saturday night, was it? I'd gone from wherever I was, like 500, 300k to like 100k. Uh, and then by Sunday night, I like 1.3 million, uh, which is, I mean, if I'd played Saka, that would have clawed me a healthy amount of points back, probably be about where I started, maybe 600, 500k or something. So that decision, obviously a poor one, but the end, yeah, the rest of it is just knock-ons from previous stuff, you know, go back to Gabrielle and other things that I've not managed to, to make happen in my team would have had Trippier if, if the plan had worked, but it didn't, uh, I've got a bottom one, which I'm happy with. But uh, the rest of my team, not so much. I, I avoided Alvarez, fortunately, but Jackson couldn't come in and capitalise. And Jackson is no longer in my team. His uh, his fixtures have come to an end, and I now require a superior striker who has two fixtures. <laughs> oh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, <laughs> I going to so... say as well, I mean, I know you got unlucky with Gusto, but obviously I think you're quite, well, Bulldog wouldn't have come on. But, I mean, Bulldog would have um, got a lower score than Gusto if he if he played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, probably, yeah, very true. Probably. I mean, my bench, so I um, obviously this didn't matter. But at one point, um, for, for reasons, for life reasons, Saturday morning was uh, was a bit of a rush. And I made my transfers and then set the team up and didn't pay enough attention to the bench. And so when I realized I had Chilwell first and Saka second on the bench after making the transfers, uh, which is like Gabriel to Botman, I did have Saka first on the bench originally. But then when I changed the team around, I didn't fix it properly. And so I think there was one moment where I was like, oh, no, am I going to get Chilwell in for Jao Pedro if Jao Pedro <laughs> doesn't come off the bench and not Saka? So actually, I'm kind of pleased that Jao Pedro came on and got a minute or two because at least it stopped that being too painful. Lovely. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, <laughs> we've had some interesting weeks, and I think this one's up there in terms of the drama uh, for the overall rank so far. Uh, my only saving grace was that I, I don't remember any of Saturday or most of Sunday, so pff, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it in a week <laughs> like this. Um, 
Just having a look at the overs table. So this is the James Ward-Prowse table, of course. Um, he has been overtaken. Mateta is now top. Uh, so he's at top of overperformers so far this season. Then Ward-Prowse. Then Matoma is next, interestingly. Uh, Awunyi, Astupanen, uh, Foden, Madison, Diaby, Foster and Lamptey uh, all make up the rest of this table at the moment. Um, some interesting ones are obviously, I, f I feel like I've crept in here, uh, namely Matoma, Madison and Diaby. I think they have been in there, maybe lower down, but they're obviously kind of creeping up now. Um, but obviously that's quite interesting. Foden and Madison in particular. Madison, I'm not sure, Rich. I saw a few little bits today that said he might be injured, but he's kind of alleviating those fears a little bit as well. Is that right? Was that Madison, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, apparently he's had a scan, but it sounded like it was just precautionary. And yeah, F Foden's interesting because obviously he outscored Alvarez, but I mean, the goal he scored was must have been very low XG, and I think it was his only shot. Yeah. I mean, it was a brilliant goal, but I'm not surprised when stuff like that happens after what? How many games have we had? Six. I Six. should know this. Yeah. Six. <laughs> and I mean, uh, the only other one on here said that I mentioned as well, Matoma. Like I said at the beginning of the, the pod, obviously he was benched, and everybody was expecting it to come at some point because he's played pretty much every game. And obviously he came on and scored two goals. That's just a kind of, you know, ah, good good outcome for those people that had him, isn't it? He came on at half time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had my fair share of luck with that with uh, Jao Pedro, in fact, so another Brighton player. Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, fair enough. And certainly overperforming here at the moment. Although, so I don't know, is he a good finisher? Is he not? As in, when we look at the numbers, because I know last season started off doing a similar thing and then regressed back to not overperforming, give or take. So, you know, this this isn't linear, right? You know, you score a goal that you shouldn't score, then you don't score a goal you should score. It's not like you just stay at the mean all season. We look back after 100 games and maybe you hit the mean, but that journey is very bumpy. So there's every chance we're just seeing the bumps here. So I wouldn't want to, no, only, only a small sample. I wouldn't want to look into that too much and project too far forward. And that goes for everyone on these lists, of course, always. You want to combine it with what you're seeing uh, when you're watching the football and what you know about those players historically. But I actually think what you mentioned there, the interesting thing is the Brighton rotation. So we spoke about this, I think, on Friday, was it, Andy, where we were looking at the teams from the last two fixtures and going, it's kind of, it's not even like there's a first and second team or a cup team or whatever. There is just mass rotation with potentially the exception of like the centre-backs. And I think I said Pascal Gross and then he didn't start this one. So yeah, Matoma coming off the bench is in part fortunate, but also I guess if you do want to have Brighton players going forward and is it about game week 8, 9, 10, something like that, they, their fixtures take a nice turn yeah. for the better again. Potentially, if you do want a part of their attack, you just accept that when European fixtures are on, you're going to get benchings. But if they're making early subs and the squad is just getting rotated, you know, it's not first and second 11, it's just using the squad, you will get minutes here and there and you may get a couple of goals like you did with Matoma. Yeah, exactly that. And I mean, they have continued in the trend that they're doing this year is that their XG is ridiculous, but their XGC is also ridiculous. So, you know, they are a team yeah, that's got to attack so. as well. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at the underachievers so far in this season. Uh, Jackson still heavily on top there. Um, another week, obviously, where he failed to return, did get booked again and now is suspended for the next game. So make sure if you have him, you know, he's definitely suspended, so he's definitely not going to be playing next week. Enzo Fernandez, uh, second, but obviously took that penalty and missed. Uh, Eze, Bruno Fernandez, and Rashford still healthily there in the top five, even though Bruno uh, scored this week. Uh, and Bumo, Mope, Havertz, Billing, and Chilwell also on there. Interesting saying that Havertz, I think, started the game but came off very early, didn't he? Uh, so that's obviously not good for him. And I think it got booked as well for his uh, other, other way around. Havertz came on. Came on. Uh, that's Fabio Vieira right, started and then yeah. Havertz came on. And Havertz got booked after he came on as well. So obviously got the zero pointer. Um, a few here. I mean, Jackson's a, a you know, if you own Jackson, you you sell it him now, I would have thought. But Bruno and Rashford are still there, Seb. They're still there. This is uh, Seb's game week one team. Look yeah. at him. <laughs> Man, when I was when I was putting this together earlier, I was like, oh dear God. Like, why am I 1.3 million? Well. well, this table, that's why. Um, so either either there's some misfortune here or I am not very good at reading uh, reading shooting. Um, I, I mean, we've seen people over, but, you know, Rashford in the past has been an overperformer. So I think that just speaks to how random this can be. Uh, Jackson, the fixtures are coming to an end and now there's Morris. So over or underperformer, he is gone for me because, as mentioned, keeping for those fixtures. I've still got Bruno and for Rashford, so happy enough with that. And Eze, I've never owned Eze. 
You love but Eze. I'd really like, I mean, maybe just because of this table, right? But he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's such a good footballer. And he's such an important part of that Palace side. Takes penalties, takes set pieces, creates for himself and for others from open play. Other than the fact that I guess Palace aren't the strongest team overall, there's almost nothing not to like. Yeah, I like it. And Rich, before we move off this one as well, Chilwell right at the bottom there in terms of underperformers. I mean, he, he, is he just a must-sell now? Like he's, he's, he's not starting games. He might start the next game, but it feels like one of those players where you're just going to start him every week and hope he plays. And, it, you know, you've got no idea whether he's going to every week. It feels like the whole Gabriel debate all over again. And I guess we can think and, you know, we can speculate he might play because of this, he might play because of that. But ultimately, if a defender's not playing regularly, I think they're a sell. Obviously, yeah. apart from Rico Lewis. But, I mean, I, I honestly think it's not worth the... The thought process as in I almost think if I didn't have a backup defender ignoring the fact it's a double game week I'd even be tempted to do a hit for like Botman or something just get it done yeah do you know what I thought that I, I've thought about whether I mean differences I suppose like you said if you don't have a backup defender so if you're like Seb for instance and you've got um uh Bulldog, Bulldog. on the bench yeah. that's doing nothing is that then worth a hit Rich do you think Possibly. I mean, I know I've just said to do it, but I mean, I think it's almost at that level. Like, as in, if it's a free transfer, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. I would just get rid. I can't be bothered to, if I own, to speculate on hoping he plays. Like, I know it's a good fixture. I know he nearly scored. But yeah, I I just could not be bothered with that. I think just get it done. Obviously, for the hit, it's a lot harder. And you could even then justify, do you go for a Luton defender? I I was just about to say that. (laughs) Because you're freeing up more money and you're kind of getting... I don't want to say it's a minus two, but it kind of is. But <laughs> but surely, like someone's just mentioned in the chat as well, surely Chilwell is going to start now. They've got James out, they've got Gusto out. This is People were saying this with Gabriel. We were saying, oh, Zinchenko's training, he's definitely going to start. And I know he did eventually. <laughs> to be fair, right. Gabriel did play when Zinchenko started. I think the thing he with did. Gabriel was the party injury. So the... Uh, Unfortunately, we never got to quite, I think, offer the proof or disproof for the Zinchenko-Gabriel theory because in the same week, the following week that Zinchenko started, Party had got injured. So we don't know if it was tactical or waiting for Zinchenko fitness. And And I think with Chilwell, it's like a similar thing, right? Because there's like you said, there's the tactical idea of is it is it he wants that shape and therefore a sort of more winger-esque type player, which isn't necessarily Chilwell. And then the injuries, but none of them are on Chilwell's side. So while you would think in terms of like personnel, Chilwell comes back into the team, he's not going to directly replace Gusto, is he? So you know, you could see like Dazazi right back and someone else in at centre-back. I guess Colwell centre-back, Chilwell left-back would be the hope. Yeah. But it's not like when James got injured, you could go, oh, well, that's Gusto then because that's the replacement. The the big difference there is what you just said with it. If Dazazi's starting right-back, he's got no attacking impetus at all, really. So they're going to have to attack down the left, and you would have thought they'd play Chilwell there. The, the the only thing I'll say is, though, there's no real upside anymore. Like Chelsea are genuinely just just not very good at the moment, so it's not like you're even bringing them in and hoping that you know they then keep a clean sheet or they get points that way. They, they, I think they've lost three games of the first six already, haven't they? They're in 14th, so it's not exactly like Chelsea are a good team to invest in at the moment, Rich. I mean, I think they've been slightly unlucky, you know, when you look at the stats, I mean, you know, they had a goal disallowed, for example, um, Sterling assist to Sassi, who scored. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, it was offside. But I'm just thinking, like, even that aside, like, what's the best case if you have Chilwell? I mean, obviously, he starts against Fulham and, and scores. But you're hoping, you know, even if you're very confident, I say you're going to be 70% confident he starts against Fulham. Yeah. And then what's going to happen? You're then going to be, what, 80% confident he starts against Burnley? Yeah. And both of those games, while they're, you know, it's against weaker teams. They're both away from home. And I also, just think it's not its not like Pedro, where at least Pedro is on penalties. And I mean, Seb said about, you know, Matoma came off the bench, you know, Brighton just score. It's like watching the Miami Dolphins or something. You know, they're going to put up so many points. <laughs> I just don't see that with Chilwell. Yeah. And, and also, it's not like you're... All... You're also moving to defenders. You're, I mean, primarily people will be moving to Newcastle defenders and their fixtures are so good for so long that it just makes sense. And that's one of those things where you just said there about, you know, maybe for a hit, it could actually make sense for a hit this week considering how long you're going to have those Newcastle defenders for. Yeah. Seb's like... Oh, Price movement but, both ways as well. Yeah. So you know, I'll, I mean, I'll happily jump, jump in there. Um, I think... The thing for me is a sort of like what Rich said, but I, for me personally, for my decision making, I guess I'd add just one caveat on that, which is 
other than say like injuries fully dropped which i guess is the conversation with chill well but yeah. i don't know about fully um or suspensions or something i would never really consider a player i must they must leave this week i mean look i've held players i held uh gabrielle for ages obviously which eventually got some minutes which was nice although still underscored saliba uh, i've held jackson for a while for me it's more about who you're bringing in not who you're getting rid of so in this week if you're like, I need to sell Chilwell, it's not do you need, it's is, yeah, he looks like a sell, but is there an opportunity to improve on that position with your one or two very valuable transfers? So is that Luton, is that Burnley, or is it Newcastle? I think that's where you need to be looking. Like, is there the opportunity to upgrade on that position? Yeah. Just in I mean, case, one other point about Just him, in actually. case people are listening, by the way, and they don't realise it's a double game week this week, Seb isn't saying that Burnley and Luton players are up there with Newcastle yeah. defenders. He's obviously <laughs> saying it because of the double what, game What week. I've really liked so far about two of the worst teams in the league yeah. is their defence, Andy. Yeah, I'm just into that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. No, there's a, there's a third scenario with Chilwell. And the reason I was so quick to sell him um, was before he'd even been benched, he got 60 minutes and 61 minutes against West Ham in game week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, game week two, and then Forest in, in game week four. So, I mean, there is a third scenario where even if you're really confident Chilwell starts and say it's 70%, it I think it's lower. Exactly. Mm. So he could start and, yeah, he could get hooked at half time. He, it feels yeah. like he's on a very short leash. Yeah. He's the kind of player now that just every week I feel like he's going to annoy you and you're going to be worried mm. about him every week. And I just don't think you can own players like that in FPL. Right. Although, and he can like, get subbed on like you've had yeah. twice yeah, or I once. Have indeed. And then get had it twice. Yeah. twice i did yes indeed twice. yeah um so there you go so chill is obviously a sell for all of us but you know it that like richard said as well he's dropping in price you know and these price changes are, they, they've carried on for they're usually by mm. now slowing down but you know we're getting to game week seven and they're still all over the place so yeah it's quite tough i think botman and trippier both went up and chill went down yesterday so yeah what botman is gutting because a lot of people myself included were hoping they dropped to 4.4 because obviously i had rico lewis i could have moved and he's 4.7 he's going to be 4.8 before before the yeah. end of the week yeah i, I pay i paid 4.6 for him annoyingly not 4.4 which i would have loved to pay but uh, ridiculously you're mentioning price changes and i think was it only last week i was saying like you know they've seen more volatile than ever but maybe i'm also being more chill personally on them than i've ever been well yeah, it well. very distinctly came back to bite me because i i went to make my preferred move this weekend which would be jackson to morris and um gabrielle to trippier 0.1 short because yeah. of jackson's drop i bought him at 7.1 dropped to seven so i lost my 0.1 gabrielle obviously had lost about 0.3 by then as well um so yeah if i'd clawed back even just 0.1 i would have had trippier and morris this week that would have gone very oh, i think i would have benched morris to be fair i think so um that would have gone that would have gone better at least with trippier but because uh, i didn't have the 0.1 i did botman instead and rolled the other transfer so um while i do believe you shouldn't play for price rises and i have done in the past clearly it's hurt me there so if one if one is gonna change a move for you yeah fair enough yeah Right, let's have a look at this uh, this Luton team then. So we're going to think about some assets from Luton so far. If we're looking at, uh, by the way, I'm again, giving this context, just in case people start listening halfway through, Luton and Burnley obviously have a double game week. Uh, Luton have the nicer fixtures of the two of them uh, in Everton and Burnley. And Burnley have, oh, who is it? Luton and... Can't remember the other team they play now. Newcastle, Newcastle. a team who only who only scored a few goals at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So we're <laughs> we're going to be looking at a few of their team, uh, a few of their players. Sixty six point six percent of the uh, presenters on this screen tonight have already brought a Luton player in this week. So uh, top of XGI so far this season for Luton is Morris. Then we have got Brown, who's in second. It's quite a considerable drop after Morris. Obviously, he's on penalties, which does help him. Uh, Brown is next. Then Cabore is third, interestingly. So this Doughty is not a complete well. list, I would say, just before yeah. you. I don't want anyone to think maybe Cabore is top. I basically just wanted to grab the most FPL-relevant players, yeah. like give or take, because yeah. there's a lot that I just think we aren't going to look at. Yeah. Uh, Doughty's next. Uh, Adebayo, Barkley, Burke, Chong, Bell, and Anderson. Uh, so quite an eclectic list there still i would say and quite a few household names uh rich if you're looking at this team you've already brought someone in if you don't want to tell us who that is until your team reveal that's absolutely fine but i think we can all imagine who it might be um are there any other of those looting players that are that are on your watch list maybe to invest in this week so the one that's been popular with like models and project projected points that i've seen a few, come up a few times has been has been doughty mm um i've seen him come up come up a fair bit but i think just from speaking we mentioned bricky before haven't we Lut luton fan and 
I think he's quite worried there could be rotation um, with the defenders. So, not really. I mean, I guess Kaminsky, you could. But then if you've got Pickford, Pickford's got two amazing fixtures coming up now. Home to Luton, home to Bournemouth. This is the time. Yeah. So, I think maybe if you've got two free transfers, you're not that interested in Morris. You, yeah, you could look at one of the, one of the goalkeepers um, for, for either either of the teams. Yeah. Um, or if you're looking to get rid of Chilwell and those funds are going to do something good for you, I think I'd just be really boring and go for Bell. Because really? at least you know he's nailed on. He's going to play both games. Yeah, just just plug him in, especially if you've not got a lot of Newcastle defenders. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not that exciting, is it? I, th- I think, I mean, it's all about Morris. And like you said, the penalties have helped there because, yeah, Morris has got 2.96 XG, XGI. But obviously, non-penalty XG is not... 0.94 so he's obviously had been helped by having having two penalties yeah just a little bit that's the key with him isn't it that he's on that he's on penalties you hope i mean if he'd missed the penalty this week i think it would be harder to look at morris yeah pre-season there were some doubts was he definitely on pens now we know he is i mean like you said he is on pens he's got two nice fixtures seb if you don't have morris and you have a jackson or you have a player that you can move up to and whatever it is, how much would you be saying, yeah, that, that's got to be your move this week? I mean, if you've got Jackson, it's a really easy move. Um, if you've got Alvarez, you may well have just bought Alvarez and I think we preferred the Morris route and then Alvarez later. So I would understand hesitancy over selling, say, Alvarez for Morris because you're probably then reversing it. Uh, Jao Pedro to Morris feels like another easy move as well. Uh, who else is out there? Like Watkins, some really nice fixtures coming up, maybe against a hokey-cokey question. So if you have a striker who you're thinking get rid of anyway, Morris is the extremely obvious pick. Then it comes down to do you captain him? Talk about that later. And then who do you move him to? So Watkins, Alvarez, I think both look good going forward. If you already have one of those other two, I think it's then how much do you back Morris to effectively pay you back two transfers worth of, of move, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, you know, because in and out. So, yeah, I think definitely a look, but it depends who you have at the moment. And I wouldn't look at anyone else, I think, from Luton, unless you already have them, right? Kabore has been cheap for people on the bench. Um, I think you mentioned there that the Luton defence might rotate a bit, although there's some defenders with decent numbers in about a six-game sample so far this season. Mm. But if you're bringing them in just for this week and then they're going to bench or got, be got rid of eventually, unless you're wildcarding, I wouldn't prioritise them. It would be a goalkeeper or nothing for me. Um, and we do have a de- defensive slide in a minute, which we can have a look at uh, after Burnley. Um, I think that's why I prefer the 4.0 defenders over, like you mentioned, there's some good numbers on Luton defenders that are 4.5, but you're spending a bit, well, you're spending more money and you're taking on more risk, you know, that you're not going to get the minutes. Yeah. And Rich, Seb briefly alluded to it a little bit just then as well. How much of a difference does it make if you don't have your wildcard anymore, if you're thinking about going for Morris? Well, that's a that's a tricky one, really. If you if you've already used it, I think I'd still be happy going for Morris. Yeah, but I guess it is very dependent on who you've done. I mean, I think one of the reasons me and Seb didn't go for Alvarez is because we had our eyes set on on Morris. Yeah, so we've yeah. like deliberately, avo- you know, we've got lucky that Alvarez only got one point, but we've deliberately skipped over him for now, so that we could go for Morris. So I think a lot of people have the plan already. If I had two free transfers and Alvarez. Mm-hmm. I would still be very tempted to do the move, but you, yeah, without wild cards, you're then going to probably want to reverse it at some point. That's yeah, that's what I'm wondering in terms of how valuable are those two free transfers you're using to get him in and get him back out again. I think what I'd look at though, as a guest, let's say when we get to like game week ten onwards, what who would you want your second striker to be? Yeah, because Man City's fixtures aren't the best. So, so think, I'm assuming maybe... a lot of people are looking at something like. You know, a Watkins potentially with the transfers, yeah. uh, with the fixtures looking quite nice. Although, will that happen? Because you got Diaby there as well. I don't that, know. It's, that, it's no, an interesting the, conversation because it, it could could massively hurt you when you realise you've got to keep Morris for ages. Or is it that Morris is going to be your bench when you go for a four-five-one after game week eight, game week nine? I mean, I, li- I like four-five-one clearly, but yeah. there's also the Pedro exit move, and I know it sounds crazy because he's just been benched. Seb's still holding him. I've only just sold him. But, I mean, Brighton's fixtures from game week 10 onwards, they've got Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Forest. Yeah. 
And like we talked about, you know, with them being the Miami Dolphins. Um, they're, I, they're I would pictures. so love Jao Pedro to, to get a few more minutes because there's there's points there, obviously, not if he doesn't get the minutes. Mm. Uh, and this week, was it? I think we thought Ferguson Ferguson was out, was he, I think? And then obviously started, which is mm. potentially the, the player all, that yeah. benched Jao Pedro. So that's a bit unfortunate. But if we can't even if we can't even make the call when we think his replacement is out, then it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I think Morris is more it's it's not the same conversation, but it's not dissimilar to the conversation we've had the last few weeks with I don't know who's it been, like Son, Alvarez, Sterling. It's just the same thing every time, right? Which is relax a little bit around the hype, make the move that maybe doesn't seem that exciting or maybe doesn't seem that wise, but I swear on paper is often the obvious move or the or the obvious not move for example so not necessarily trying to knee jerk to sterling son alvarez or whatever absolutely get them eventually if they're good picks but someone like morris unless as you mentioned it's going to put you in a trouble going forward if you've got you know jackson jao pedro whoever or a spot in your team for morris it's a really good one week two fixture pick and then you can go again. And I think we'll probably see a lot of like, oh, it's a Luton striker. I mean, he scored a penalty, so maybe that'll help, you know, the vibes on Twitter. But he, he's a Luton striker. He, he absolutely is. We've got his numbers from last season just down at the bottom there as well. So we can just verify. Obviously, the championship is a lot easier. But I didn't want to just present, you know, six weeks of data from the Premier League. So last year, you know, 20 goals from uh, from lesser XG. So decent enough in the championship. On penalties, we'll get the minutes, we would think. So I think there's opportunity there. And then you move on when it's done. Yeah, there is quite a big difference between his, his XGI and obviously his non-penalty XGI as well. You know, 2.96 to 0.94. So it's quite a big difference. He hasn't scored an open play goal yet this season, has he? One, uh, no, one thing I would love just to reply to in the chat as well from RT Whitby, which sounds like a like a, a writer of a, of grand fiction. Hmm. But uh, I think just saying that the Son knee joke worked out, it, it didn't if you did Saka to Son or Bruno to Son, or it did for about two points. So I think Son is a player we're all going to want eventually. But I think this is my point. We can be very blinded by like, yes, Son scored two goals against Arsenal, but he didn't score two in the last week. If it was the other way around, of course, that would have been what we expected. So I think absolutely the expected points from those two fixtures, just the way around. But the point is you probably sold Bruno or Saka. If you sold Rashford, brilliant, nice one. That's a, that's a great shout. But you may well have sold the same number of points as you brought in. And I think this is the same thing with like Morris, right? So we need to like just be just be a little chill on that stuff if we can. Yeah. Moving on to Burnley. So Burnley are probably less fancied for this double game week. And obviously one of the the big players that actually a lot of people were looking at was Lyle Foster. And obviously he got suspended. So he's not going to be... I think, is he playing in one of the games uh, for, for the double game week? Or he's back for one of the games potentially. So correct me if I'm wrong there. I think there was a cup game that he was going to be suspended for as well. Uh, then Amduni, Cullen, Brownhill... Cali yeah, Osho. he's suspended for the first one, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Al Dakiel, Connor Roberts, Berg, Goodmanson and Bayer. Those are uh, in order of their XGI so far this season. Obviously, the person that's at the top there is Foster and he's out for, like I said, one of the games. So it's going to be tough to bring him in. I'm not going to lie, Rich. Looking down this list, I mean, I was looking down and thinking... Brownhill maybe, but you're not going to get a, you're not going to lose one of your midfielders to go for Brownhill. He was good last season, I should say, but not so good obviously now. Um, I mean, it's a tough ask to get any of these in for the double game week, isn't it? Yeah, I mean Brownhill obviously he was one I was quite looking forward to obviously after last season, but he didn't play the first couple of games. Then he played 45 minutes. Then he's he's played the last couple of games. But also, I wanted to make a point before I forget. Obviously. Because there's a double game week because these two teams have played a game less than everyone else. Yeah. So when we're looking at these stats, we have to remember you can't directly compare like Carlton Morris. I was going to say you can't compare Carlton Morris to Haaland, but obviously he's played one less game than Haaland. Normally or, you can. He might Africans. score seven, is what Rich is saying, right? <laughs> I, I just think it's worth bearing that in mind mentally when you because these numbers all yeah. do look low, and yes, yeah. they are bad, but they have also played less less games. Yeah. Um, per per nineties is is what we want here, right? But yeah, but for, I mean, Foster, yeah, like you said, would have been interesting. Obviously, he, he'd done well before, well, before mm-hmm. he got sent off. Um, <laughs> and he's cheaper, you know, he's cheaper still. He's, he's five million. Um, there's not really anyone I'm interested in here. I've seen a couple of people go for Connor Roberts, you know, at 4.4 4. 4 million. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Their double's just not as good. And then you look at what Newcastle did yesterday, and I'm not saying they're going to beat them 8 0. You know, they're not going to win every game 8 0. It's not the t- first time Newcastle have done this, you know, where they've taken a massive lead, you know, sub-trip here off like really early, done a load of rotation. Um, 
yeah, I'm pretty put off Burnley if I'm totally honest. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if I'd want to go the goalkeeper here. Yeah. So, so I think like, yeah, on, oh, sorry, sorry, mate. I jumped in before you even right. offered. Uh, apologies. So, yeah, I think so. We've put on the screen here, obviously, again, similar numbers to losing one of some picked players who are the closest you're going to get to, to FPL options. I put Foster on there just so we had the comparison for the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with him only having one pick fixture, don't go there. It's a single game week for him. Uh, I also put in Jay Rodriguez, I think it was from last season, so we can do a similar comparison to, you know, obviously not getting the minutes this year. So, unless, unless he's replacing Foster or something, um, I don't think go there, but just for a comparison to that Morrison, Morris one. So, how a similar sort of player in terms, similar player, you know what I mean? Statistically, in terms of FPL, similar player looked for Burnley last year. Uh, and then Amdouni as well, the the striker that obviously didn't play in the championship last year, so we don't have expected data, I don't believe, but just numbers uh, from, was it off the top of my head? I've got it up on screen, was it Basel? Basel, yeah. Thank you. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, Swiss League. So obviously a poorer league than the, pre- the Premier League, just like the championship, but some decent enough numbers there. But I think if this segues us to the final Luton-Burnley slide, if I was going to go any, anywhere for Burnley, Oops. it would be the goalkeeper. And I've now done two transfers that don't involve the goalkeeper, so I will still have Edison. But the original plan, if I could have got Trippier last week, would have been bringing in Trafford for Edison this week. I think I would want Luton attacking assets and Burnley defensive assets if I had to have them. And as we know in FPL, you know, a goalkeeper with a couple of fixtures, uh, opportunities for lots of saves there, especially if Newcastle go and try and score eight, um, could be a few points there, right? You know, might even get enough points to make it a single game week for him. Yeah, it's it, it's so tough as well, isn't it? Like, you're <laughs> trying to pick these players. I think Morris is the obvious pick. And I think, uh, you know, obviously you two have gone for it. Not not saying you two have, you know, done it because it's the obvious pick. It, it just, just make a lot of sense to go for him. On penalty, he's got the two nice fixtures. And I think a lot of other players that have maybe got more than just Morris will be people that anticipated the double earlier. And that's why they got players like Kabore, for instance. Do you agree, Rich? Sorry, I I <laughs> I wasn't fully listening because I just something Seb's put on the screen that's upset me a little bit. Which um, one's that? <laughs> he's put the the XGA from last season. Basically, Reading shouldn't have been relegated, but there was points deductions. Um, so thank thanks for that. Um, sorry, what what did you say? <laughs> so, do you feel like the people that have got more than just Morris this week for this double game week are people that anticipated it? couple of weeks ago and maybe that's why they got Kabore or even it had him in from the beginning potentially I mean yeah I think a lot of people had that 4.0 defender didn't they from the beginning so they might have Bayer, Kabore, whoever and I mean I think it's easy to play them you know if you've got the goalkeeper already but you know for some reason I, you know I'd, I'd play your double game week players yeah. if you think they're going to play play two two games um maybe some people have been planning I mean obviously some people fair play to them have got Morris in a couple of weeks ago um yeah. I mean we, I had people on on here where they were saying I should do Pedro to Pedro to Morris a couple of weeks ago, if you, if you remember until yeah. Pedro dropped in price. So yeah, I think people have been pre-planning for it. I mean, we can't make it sound that glamorous. It is very much, you know, it's very boring like this, yeah. this game week, but I mean, it won't be boring on Tuesday night under the lights. <laughs> exactly. Tuesday night lights. Um, <laughs> Well, the one round... thing with Burnley is they do oh. just have some all right fixtures afterwards as well, um, which I think. So if again in that original plan, I was holding then Trafford until my wild card in like nine or ten. So that would have meant I was playing Chelsea, not ideal. Brentford, all right. Bournemouth, Palace, are sort of the fixtures around that time. So Chelsea, not ideal actually. To be fair, they're a guaranteed clean sheet, aren't they? Right. Exactly. But um, so yeah, if you were if you had to hold, say, your Burnley goalkeeper, you could. Although a lot of people do have Pickford as well, who I think you mentioned had decent fixtures. Yeah. And to round all this off as well, we've got a uh, special over or under this week. So this is just for the double game week. Shout out again to FPL Ferrell for doing the graphic for us. Uh, so this is how many points you think they're going to score in this double game week. Now, I feel like I've been a little bit optimistic with some of these. So uh, they could, they could, we could be hearing a lot of unders here. <laughs> it's because you um, went too low last week. So you yeah. <laughs> pump those numbers up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> so the first one, of course, is is Morris. I put him as 10.5 for this double game week. And obviously he's got Everton and Burnley. Uh, Seb, what do you think about 10.5? Fancy that? Over easy over because I'm captaining him. That's how it works, isn't it? Oh, easy. <laughs> so definitely over then. Uh, Rich, what do you think? I think he's going to do it. Yeah? 
And I know, like, obviously, we talked about this before, didn't we? What Seb did about projection models, you know, are always going to be on the lower side because it's the average. Yeah. And I'm looking at, you know, the scout projections, for example. They do have Morris top, but it was about 7.8. Yeah. Um, but I think he's, I'm confident he's going to score. I think that would, that would be enough. Okay. Okay. It's not like Haaland, is it? Where Haaland scores, he doesn't necessarily get bonus. Morris will get the bonus when he scores. Yeah. Um, so the next one is Kabore. I've put him as 6.5. Uh, so 6.5 over or under, Rich? What do you think? I think Burnley will score. So will Everton. It's tough. I'm going to go under. Yeah. So, yeah. But it feels harsh because the minimum, well, I say the minimum is going to get four potentially. I'm going to go under. Okay. Seb? That's the thing. You say, like, the minimum is four. It is, unless you concede a bunch of goals. Unless, I guess, obviously clean sheet, which is what we're picking for, or, like, any attacking returns. I have zero confidence in attacking returns. And so, it's, do they keep a clean sheet? And under? Because they're not going to keep, he's not going to get bonus unless they keep a clean sheet. So, 6.5 is really low, but that's basically what you're picking on. And no, no, I don't think there's a clean sheet there. I think the odds. This is again just off the top of my head. Was like uh, like eighteen percent for each clean sheet. So it was there yeah. or thereabouts. Oof, that is, as in, so each match was an eighteen percent chance of a clean sheet. Give or take. I think this. It I is. think the Burnley match was so, better odds. For, for comparison, we regularly see like City and Arsenal with like forty and forty-five percent chances of clean sheets. Yeah, um, but they haven't got Edison in goal. True that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on to Kaminsky next then, 5.5, uh, Seb. Fancy that over or under? I'll go, I'll go, oh, I shouted into the mic. I'm so sorry for anyone listening there. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my little I'll thing go, at the I was just went too excited then. about over 5.5. I'll go, I'll go over. Yeah. Um, this because saves are available to him, unlike, yeah. say, the defenders, right? So turn up twice, get four points, make a couple of saves, jobs are good. Yeah. Rich? Yeah, I, I mean, I think over there. And I, I think he's got, like Seb says, because of saves, um, I think, yeah. I think it clearly he he's going to get more points than Kabore, I'd imagine. Yeah. Can I just point out this is why double goal double game week words. I'll just shout again. Uh, double game week goalkeepers are great. Mm-hmm. Holding them long term might be bad, but we're saying over five point five for a goalkeeper here. Normally, your goalkeeper only gets over five point five if they keep a clean sheet. So you know, yeah. goalkeepers, cheap goalkeepers and doubles are lovely. Yeah, it's like no. good midfielder numbers, really, isn't it? If you're projecting over to five point five. Yeah. Well, Brownhill next then. I've got a 6.5, Rich. What do you think? Over or under? So he has played the last two games, hasn't he? It's Newcastle. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Oh, I like it. Seb? Under. Under? <laughs> Seb's like, no, under now. Uh, what about uh, Connor Roberts then, Seb? Over or under 6.5? Under. Rich? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go under yeah, there. I go under there as well. <laughs> then... but basically, I don't know if I've done the right thing here. I basically, I'm saying that Brownhill's going to return, aren't I? Yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so why I'm right now. <laughs> uh, and last one, Trafford, uh, 4.5 over or under? Oh, over. So we 4.5. Turn up, make some saves, concede less than six, concede five. <laughs> don't know, Rich. Yeah, I think that's an over. Yeah, oh, do you? God, so it's just, all he has to do is make a, make a couple of saves here and there, doesn't he? I don't know. Right, let's move on to some All he has then. to do is make a couple of yeah, saves. Exactly. I've heard that very often about my goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, all he has to say. do, Rich, is make a... I've never said that about Pickford. No. <laughs> right, here we go then. So let's have a look at our bus team so far. So I've got Pickford in goal. I haven't made a move yet, by the way. Uh, so I've got Pickford in goal, who's got <laughs> Luton so at home. I know, <laughs> who's got Luton at home. Yeah, I've lost the overall rank, maybe, but I haven't made a move. Maybe you should have lost money. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the rank. <laughs> I've lost a lot of money recently. I'm almost down to like 100 mil. Um, so I've got, got Pick- more than me. I, I looked earlier. I, I definitely got- thought you meant real life then. I thought you'd been like taking side bets on FBL and be like, <laughs> guys, guys, it's not going well. <laughs> So I got Pickford in goal, he's got Luton, uh, Chilwell, Estupinen, Saliba at the back at the moment. Then I've got Mbumo, Rashford, Foden, Saka, Bruno. Love that midfield. Look at those fixtures. Absolutely love it. Uh, and then Julian Alvarez and uh, Haaland captain at the moment with Udogi, Colwill on the bench, Turner on the bench too, uh, and Osula, who's obviously injured and went down point one. Oh, that actually hurt more than any of my other players going down point one. So Osula went down point one as well. Um, 
Yeah, so my planned move at the moment, before I did anything, even last week when I did my Jackson Alvarez move, was Chilwell to Botman. That's what I was planning to do. So I had Botman and I just wanted it and obviously wanted to get rid of Chilwell. Obviously, Newcastle have a nice fixture this week. I, this is this is what FPL does for you. I even contemplated this week doing a hit and doing Chilwell to Botman and Alvarez to Morris and captaining Morris because that's how annoyed I was this week when I was like, I obviously had quite a few points and I was like, do you know what? I could just I could just get rid of Alvarez now. He's already let me down. Bring Morris in, <laughs> um, but I don't. I, I, I I'm obviously not doing that. Uh, so yeah, Chilwell to Botman is going to be my move, I think. And I'm I'm almost in a position where, and I was talking to Mark. I I don't I don't feel like I have to wild card in game week eight, but I'm most likely going to. But I don't feel like I have to, which sounds crazy at three mil overall rank, but. Yeah, uh, Chilwell to Botman, I think that's probably my move. Um, just to say on the wildcard, I, yeah, 3 million overall rank, but it's that's you shouldn't wildcard out of a bad rank or like, mm-hmm. yeah. or, or a low score because it doesn't fix it. It doesn't, it doesn't give you a better score back or anything like that. It just changes up your team, but you're equally capable of, that was going to sound bad, you're equally capable of building a bad team, Andy. Anyone is equally <laughs> capable of building a bad team on wildcard. Andy, you, you should only ever build a bad team. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. It's over. Just, just quit. Yeah. Um, I says the guy at one point three million. Imagine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've only ever really wild card into a position of strength, i.e., fixture swings or doubles or something like that. Or if genuinely your team is just missing like four players, and so you're not going to get teams out. That's also a pretty good reason to wild card. Yeah. Uh, yours, Rich, yours, yours looks fine. Yeah. Rich, anything to say on that one? I can understand the wild card eight a little bit because obviously you've got the triple. You've got the triple Man City attack, which obviously looks very good this week away at Wolves. There will seem to be red cards in that fixture. Mm. I remember many over the over the recent years. Um, but yeah, I think I think the team looks good. But yeah, you're going to get to game week eight, and it's not going to look not quite look as good with two Arsenal and three Man City. But I guess the counterpoint to that is the, then you get through that, and it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess you can always decide next week. I, I like the Chilwell to bottom move. My um, my biggest issue is getting to Salah if I don't wildcard, is is how I get to him for game week nine because freeing up funds would be yeah, it's Harlem down. So, so you would so what? Yeah, though we were talking about obviously not wildcarding this week, but I think you would wildcard over this period, right? Or are you looking to try and navigate through it? Uh, I, I wanted to leave myself the options open, which is why I'm bringing right. in like say a Botman who I want long term anyway, and just trying to make moves that I would want long term basically. But it's that's fair. It's so I it's, think how to make the funds available for Salah later on, which is tricky because so I'd have to lose one of Rashford or Bruno and it would be Foden and Saka would have to. It, it's it's a lot of moves to try and make it work. I think like it's... Or Haaland, like Rich said, but I don't know whether I've got the balls yeah. for that. But I mean, on wildcard, I guess you could try and then have Haaland and Salah, to be fair. It's easier to do that because you can yeah. rejig the whole thing. But I think, yeah, probably lighten on City a little bit, if only to be able to fit other players in. We need to be looking at Villa... Liverpool, obviously Salah, yeah. um, Brighton Newcastle. soon, not at the same time, Brighton a little bit afterwards, also have some very lovely fixtures if we can work out who's going to be playing in those, at least a stupid and hopefully. Um, and then also Spurs, right? Is it game week eight that they've got Luton, is it? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So yeah, with no Spurs, or doggy, but no Spurs attack in that team, you'd probably want some of that as well. So I think at that point, we go from saying don't wildcard out of a fine team to you know, next week or the week after, you're going to wildcard into a better team. And I think that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. If you can get all those players with just free transfers, then cool. But I don't know if you can or if you can on time. Yeah. yeah. Can it's I just be... make a point, actually, if you go into wildcard in game week eight? Yeah. I then think that Alvarez to Morris move makes more sense because you can play Colwell over Chilwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just Colwell's definitely going to play either left centre back or... Or well, or left yeah. back. But Newcastle score eight every week, and all the defenders are getting all the points, mate. So <laughs> they got Fulham. Yeah, they do. The only team to have scored eight <laughs> this week. Actually, yeah. no. Last sorry, week. sorry. I should have been clearer there. I should have been clearer there. Yeah. So you could do Alvarez to Morris, <laughs> only if you're dead set on wildcarding an eight. Yeah, exactly. And that's. The thing. I, I, I'd want to check that's... prices as well. Just make sure you don't do something silly like you've got this wildcard team planned. You do that move, you lose 0.1 selling oh, yeah. value, and then like you're like, oh no, I can't, I can't finish my team or something. <laughs> right, let's move on to a good team. Rich, uh, talk us through it. Well, I thought you were going on to Seb then. Um, 
Let's have a look. Oh, yeah. So I've already done my move. I'll I'll read out my team, though. So uh, Pickford in goal, Luton at home, which contradicts the Morris thing, but we'll get to that. Um, Then I'm going to play Robertson away to Spurs, Trippier home to Burnley, Walker away to Wolves. Got Rashford, Bruno, Sterling, Saka, and Bremo. They've all got good fixtures. Um, I've got Morris captain at the moment. I'm not 100% on that, by the way. And then Haaland, vice-captain, with a Stupinant, Archer, and Lewis on the bench. So I've done my move already. Mm-hmm. I did Pedro to Morris. Captaincy's up in the air. I'm kind of torn between a Stupinant and Robertson. I think I'm going to play Robertson, though, even though it's away at Tottenham. Yeah. However, it's another week where, like, if I find out for some reason Rico Lewis might play, I could bung him in a, over over Robertson. But I've said that, like, what? This would be the sixth <laughs> week I've said it now, won't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good move. I think it's a it's a good move. We spoke about this, didn't we, with Pedro, where it's an easy move moving from him, which is nice. How, yeah. If you had to say a percentage now for how close you are to captain in Morris next week, whereabouts are you? It, honestly, it keeps flip-flopping. I'm never more than, like, 40%. Yeah, I don't really know what's going to make my decision. I think it's going to be how bold I'm feeling at the end of the week. The fact is, I mean, Haaland's away from home. Morris has got two fixtures, and it's a bit more fun. But also, I've just had two really good weeks, and I've done this before, where, you know, I've had an awful season, you know, many awful weeks, had a couple of good weeks, get overconfident, (laughs) (laughs) Captain Morris, and I'm never going to look back and be like, oh, that was clever, Captaining Morris over Haaland. (laughs) So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I'd love to thing, see you do it. I almost, there was one reason I, I did think about waiting on Morris, because obviously we should say there are League Cup matches Yeah. Um. during, during the week. Oh, I imagine he um, gets injured. Oh, I know. Dear. No, well, I don't think he'll play, because, I mean, they're playing Exeter City. Even Reading just beat Exeter 9-0. So I don't think there's a reason he'll play. But I did think about, should I be bringing, like, Botman or something in? Because I feel like the push on Newcastle defenders now is going to be so strong. It's going to be just like last season. We're having one's not really going to be enough. I'm not really going to benefit Ronan Trippier. Mm. Well, apart from obviously what happened yesterday. But yeah. I mean, I mean going, go, like going forward, mm. I think their EO is going to go over 100% again. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. Um, uh, can I point out that Rich has got the vice on Mbumo? So, um, oh, yeah, oh. flip flopping between Morris and Harland, but mate, Mbumo right there. So, I, when I took the screenshot, I hadn't actually changed last week. <laughs> Imagine week's if Morris missed both games and Mbumo became your vice captain. Seb, moving on to your team. And oh, look at this. We've got another Morris. Oh, well, yeah, but you know, Rich went first, man. I'm just copying him. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's the good manager here. Uh, Edison in goal still. Uh, Trippier is my transfer in. I have a Stupinan and Botman as well at the back. Saka, who I might play this time. Rashford and Bumo, Fernandez, Foden. Harlem vice-captain and Morris in captaincy was my other transfer for two frees. A bench of Turner, Jao Pedro and suspensions and injuries. <laughs> uh, at one point, I did consider like, oh, do I need to use a wildcard? As we mentioned a minute ago, do I have enough players out and who are problems to wildcard out of this? Uh, I did have a little look at it. But for me and for anyone in a similar situation, I could transfer to a good 11. I guess I might lose some value as well on the bench. Yeah, I've already lost a bit on board, which is frustrating. But there you go. But anything I did wildcard this week, I'd probably want to include, say, at least Morris. Maybe then I'd end up with Trafford as well. But I'd then probably want to be making even two, three, four transfers in the next one or two weeks to get to, like, the next favourite or optimal team. So I, I figure, hold off, and the team looks really good, I think, for this week, and use the wildcard at least next week, maybe the next couple, to move to that sort of next bit of fixtures. Yeah, nice. I, I this um. It's just funny how it can turn, isn't it? Like your team looks so good, especially with like Gusto there. And obviously they didn't keep a clean sheet, but for them him to then get sent off as well, and you got Baldock. At least <laughs> he you was doing well in bonus transfers. as well at the time. I yeah, think that was nuts. At least, but you did have your two free transfers as well, didn't you? Which helps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a bit of catharsis there, right? I think you you probably mentioned that what was it Alvarez or in your in your uh, in your liquid state. Yeah, just want to just want to flex a bit and get rid of the players done badly or whatever. I will admit having two free transfers and going early for the first time this season because price changes would have caused me problems in the future. They've caused me problems in the past, so I get ahead of it this time. Yeah, it was 
certainly calm me down a bit being able to make some transfers right and make it feel like i was moving on to next week yeah exactly um, i'm not laughing at seb's team by the way just there was a comment that not seb as well what's going on yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean look morris is definitely going to betray us and this will go terribly but enough of that not seb as well right the last few weeks newcastle the uh, the various transfers alvarez we've come out on top of these players so be not be nice if our points showed it but uh yeah. nah, man I, I back morris j- just like 51 percent Fifty-one <laughs> percent. I like I, it. I, mu- I must admit. So when I sent it last night, I was on Morris, and earlier, as in before we came on, I am on Harland again. But I'm not. Oh, I'd like to change my answer, please. <laughs> <laughs> like Seb's definitely. Seb's oh, definitely. On so, so it's. I. It's not. It's not def. Obviously, we can only captain one player, right? So whoever we end up on, it will be like, oh, you 100 percent wanted to captain this player. If you look at your various models and whatnot, which I think is a good, you know, I'm not saying make your decision just based on models, but in a situation like this, where instinctively you might be like, look, Haaland is just so much of a better player. A nice way to quantify how valuable two fixtures are is by looking at the models and seeing how close they have it. A lot of them have Morris either second or first in terms of best captaincy option this week. That does not mean you should go with Morris, but it just shows that it is a conversation to be had. Um, And so, yeah, I think I think I might go there. But going against Haaland hasn't traditionally gone very well, has it? What's, what's interesting with this is we've had a lot of double game week captains like this before. I mean, Josh King, for example, as in as in 90-minute men who are on penalties. And as far as projections go, he's probably one of the lower 90-minute men on, on penalties. You know, he's, he's, like, he's not as good as... Sorry, who's a 90-minute man? Morris? Morris. I don't think he's a 90-minute okay. man anymore. 82-minute man. No, whatever. no, no. He's, I mean, he's gone off at 60 minutes sometimes this season. What was it? He went off at 70-odd. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, you know, don't don't paint him as this 90-minute man, young man. He's been 90 <laughs> minutes every week, apart from, yeah, 73 against... There you go. Against, so... against, against Fulham. So, okay. <laughs> Out of the 88-minute men <laughs> that, that, are on, that are on penalties, I'm just saying he's not, you know, despite the amazing fixtures... He's probably been rejected just over three points per game, but obviously then yeah. you... Yeah, you, you make it. a really good point, right? Normally, we'd expect to see... I don't know who else could have a double here, even just someone like Watkins. That would be a pretty a heavy favourite over, yeah. over Harlan captaincy. But Morris, the fact that it's even a conversation shows... Well, I mean, what it shows is that Morris literally needs two matches to get close to Harland. That's what it shows. Yeah, There was that one... There was a Fulham-Chelsea double last last year... And I seem to remember it was a struggle <laughs> because obviously Chelsea didn't have many nailed players, not really any any goal scorers. I think that was a week where the goalkeepers, like I remember having Leno. Yeah, yeah. And like the well. goalkeepers were, you know, projected the highest. But yeah, yeah I mean, just... I, I'm excited by the prospect of having somebody that captains Morris on this stream, somebody that owns him and somebody that doesn't own him next week. Are you tempted at all? No, I don't think so. Are we, I, are I, we being gaslit by Andy? Is that is that is that what's happening here? What's that? What's that? Uh, no, I, I'm, no, I don't think I'm tempted. No, he's trying I think, to make it sound like it's, he's not getting in for an experiment. So when I want... bought Alvarez, yeah, at the end of the season, head, he's going to release a book. In my, <laughs> in my head, it's not going very well though, Seb. Uh, in my head, I was like, no, I'm, I'm buying Alvarez, knowing this means I won't get Morris, which. I kind of cooled on him a little bit because when we, when it first got um, announced, the double game week, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be having him. And then obviously I just, I, I still think Alvarez can do well, obviously this week. And I wanted him moving forward and I wanted him because of the price rises and everything as well. And I just thought, actually, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it. The only thing that made me kind of think about it was the fact that uh, wildcarding, because obviously if I got him in, he's a perfect one week pump. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm tempted, no. We'll, just, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, right, moving on to the community team who are, yeah, they've had a good week. Um, 80, I'll put uh, Onana in goal, Botman, Ruben, Diaz, Estupinen, uh, Rashford, Matoma, Sterling, Saka, Madison, Alvarez and Haaland. They've done well. They've got Kabore on the bench ready to come in. Um, yeah, they're doing okay. Um, they, they are now beating me and Seb. So they were about 800, yeah. 800k behind Seb last week. And then now 500k ahead of Seb. So what uh, moves? What I moves? know. So Rich is the only one not wearing a, a wrestling mask for the um, the first stream of the season next season. This can moment. change very quickly. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was bottom. Yeah. I was the only person below the community team, I think. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah, yeah. So, one thing uh, I'd love to point out with this team as well is I just mentioned a moment ago um, about how, you know, I think the last few weeks, us three have done a decent job of at least trying to remain level headed and, you know, offer advice on whether to buy or sell certain players um but you know it's not all about us and I, I i would hate to sound any sort of arrogant there so i'd love to point out that like 
Anana here, right? A, a goalkeeper that a lot of people started the season with and probably sold because didn't get the points that people were hoping for, despite the fixtures not being that great, probably for them. And then when the gooder, the gooder, good, good talking, Ooh. when the better fixtures come around, uh, Anana's immediately gone, got himself a clean sheet. So fair play to the comm team for, for remaining chill and keeping Anana there. Nice work. And uh, the Wolves say, game definitely helped, didn't it? I will say as well about this, um, this community team, they are well managed and their group chat is very good. They do things by polls. They talk about things. They've got good managers in there as well. Uh, lots of top 100k finishes in there. They're, oh, we're they're, screwed, aren't we? They're, yeah, they're good. And they Because sometimes doing it as a group can ruin you. Like, you know, you just yeah. don't know what you're doing. But actually, they're doing really, really well. Um, they haven't captain Nick Pope. No, <laughs> um, oh right. yeah actually we should where did the com team finish last year was it like 40 50 60 something like that yeah we should see if this one can i mean obviously seasons are different but cool if this one can beat it yeah we'll see how it does um so we're going to start a q and a does i'm still a little bit thanks, thanks for joining um, me on the yeah. terrible speaking <laughs> um we'll do, we'll do gooder so we better uh uh get a bit of a q and a going now so we've we've kept it to about an hour, which is pretty good for us, actually. Um, so we're going to go with a little bit of a Q&A now. Chuck us in some questions. We do have somebody that's just put in a super chat for 20 quid. <laughs> so we better answer that one. Um, oh, gosh. I'm assuming he meant to do that, but either way, we're going to answer it. Um, he said, love listening to you. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, it's from A. That's what his name is on here. Don't know anything more than that. He said, do I do Wissa and Sterling to Morris and Bowen or JWP? for a minus four what are your thoughts and which one of bowen or jwp do you prefer as a one-week punt so i'm assuming he's wildcarding next week and he wants to get in morris basically but who does he go for so does he do whistler and sterling to morris and bowen or J- james ward prowse for a minus four what do you think i'm going to go to rich because seb looks like he needs like another couple of seconds to work it out i would just do whistler to morris yeah and then i'll keep sterling yeah like I obviously I get that West Ham have got a good fixture this week, very very good fixture, but I wouldn't do it for a minus four. So yeah, just whistle whistle to Morris. They they have gone massively under the radar though. Bowen and uh, Ward Prowse, like Bowen seems to still be doing well. He's having another one of those seasons, isn't he? Yeah, it was a nice header that he scored against Liverpool. I was a bit gutted because obviously I've got Robertson, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's done he's done well. Ward Prowse has done well, but obviously he's the king of the overperforming table. Mm. Yeah, at the moment. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm not that disappointed with Sterling. I mean, I'm disappointed in in the points he's put together. But like I said earlier, you know, he would have had an assist if it wasn't for marginal offside. Yeah, very true. Seb, what do you think? I mean, I think uh, Richard's put that lovely. I the, the, I was looking up the fixture, which which Richard already knew. Uh, Sheffield United, I think, is the reason we're attracted to West Ham, right? And yeah, they've just gone and conceded eight. How often do we see the team who? Southampton, Leicester, for example, concede eight, nine, seven, whatever it is, then go and like draw nil nil or win one nil or lose one nil the following week. A very natural reaction to concede that many goals is to completely shut up shop. Doesn't mean they'll be capable of it, but for a minus four, yeah, it's a one week punt. And yeah, you're just trying to target the weakest team and get as many points as possible. Could absolutely come off for you, but I think the Morris move is enough. You're getting your double in there. That's a good enough one week punt before you wildcard. I don't think you need to risk losing four points on another move. Yeah. Uh, Balls deep. This isn't a question. He just says, I just want to shout out and say, fabulous job, guys. Ranks this early still does not dictate the quality of a channel, and you boys are a class act. Just as well. (laughs) Just as well it doesn't dictate it. But thank you very much, mate. We do always appreciate that. Uh, Thomas says, do I bench Sterling or Mbumo? Apparently Sterling's on pens. He was stepping to take one last game but got cancelled. So would you bench Sterling or Mbumo this week, Seb? uh i sterling on penalties is interesting jackson presumably was on the pitch that's a i wish we'd had that information earlier um but going forward that's a really useful thing to know and now i'm stalling while i look at the fixtures thank you so much so sterling has fulham away and umbumo has was it forest, forest away? away um oh tough one yeah i guess we don't have confirmation that sterling is on penalties so that's really interesting to know i think i play umbumo but i'd love to know what rich thinks i wouldn't bench either well, there you go. I, I literally, I couldn't. Oh. I think you'd have to bench Sterling, but I don't. I really don't love it. I, I'm, I'm surprised that's a dilemma. Mm. I'm trying to think what you could, 
what you could have to possibly need to do that. I'm assuming you've got like, five, Morris, five in the midfield and Morris. and Morris to play. Yeah, so like Harland, Alvarez, Morris, five in the midfield, which probably like maybe it includes Saka. Uh, sorry, Salah. Maybe it includes. I mean, if the Spurs in there, I'd bench them. I know, like they've just got a bunch of points as well, but the fixture stuff. No, Bit I more agree needed, Liverpool, think, Liverpool yeah. look really good. Yeah. Um, and Madison could be injured, but again, we're making a lot of assumptions here. I'll yeah. try. And, I'll try not to, not to bench either of them. <laughs> Beardy Bruce Lee Central says, uh, "Is it even possible to go from a one mil rank to a top fifty k rank now?" Rich. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, oh sorry, I just I mean, thought I can I can answer that with like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, literally on Saturday night I was a hundred k, and on Sunday I was one point three million, and that isn't because on Saturday night I was on like ninety points when everyone was on ten. I was like 15 points up on the field and I went from, was it like 500k or something to 100k? Mm. And then I went from 500k to 1.3 million, basically with the swing just going the other way. So yeah, I'd, I'd much rather not have to go from 1.3 million to like, what was it, top 50? But not just possible. I think an awful lot of people will do it this year, right? We're only seven weeks in and of course rank matters, but there's a very long time to get to a rank that really matters. Yeah. Rich? Yeah. I mean, easy. Even later in the season, don't forget, remember the World, World Cup last I was going to say last summer at Christmas, I was a, I was a million, wasn't I? And I finished bang on 50k. And I, I mean, there was a lot of people who who did that. And like Seb's example is even better, but uh, you know that he's dropped, he basically almost dropped that in in one week. So, what about if you're around three mil? Just asking for a friend. You reckon you'll have to ask Mark Southerns, I guess. <laughs> Fair. He's lying this year, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Well, yeah. he was. He didn't do that well this week, but yeah, he's done. He's done very well recently. On Saturday, I was above him. I went above him on wow. points on Saturday. Yeah, didn't obviously finish like that on Sunday, but no, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he had fifteen after Saturday, and I had forty. So twenty-five points was enough to take me above him, and obviously it didn't finish like that. But yeah, you, yeah. you know what? In all seriousness, he's had a couple of tough years, hasn't he? And yeah. then like he's still. I really respect this, the way he still sort of plays. I don't know how to describe it, right? Because he obviously, he obviously, always, he always tries to do something that is like led by himself, as opposed to like mm-hmm. if he doesn't trust someone else's advice or or a model or anything else, he will try and make a decision that he's comfortable with, as opposed to necessarily a decision that he might go, "Oh, I'm being told this is optimal, whatever." Uh, absolutely respect that, but more respect the fact that like a couple of tough seasons and is still playing in a proactive extremely skillful way like it'd be very easy just to go ah screw it and either just you know put no thought into it or do the opposite right start making crazy moves and so yeah fair play yeah no he's 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 one of a kind old mark um right chat thank you so much for your questions we've i think we peaked about 850 people watching tonight so thank you so much for joining us um rich obviously it's a pleasure as always um looking forward to that Morris captaincy uh, that next week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself tonight. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And um, I mean, to be honest, he won't have even played next time we're on this, will he? As in the the Tuesday night under the lights. Yeah, very true. We'll be able to touch base, I guess, halfway through. Oh god, oh, yeah. No. That could go either so, way, so, couldn't it? So we'll know how Harland's done, and Morris will have catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Seb, thank you so much for joining us as well. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I really did. Yeah, thank you so much. It's always always a pleasure to talk and uh, crazy to do it in such a week, right? Where you go from from up here to down here, but lovely exactly. to come talk to you. And I mean, it's always just as good fun, right? Which I think is a a sign that at least we're enjoying ourselves, and I hope other people are as well. Exactly that. So yeah, if you if you're watching, make sure to give the stream a like because it really helps us to um, to be seen. Uh, and um, yeah, lovely stuff. We'll see you all next week. Don't go crazy on the Luton boys, but you never know. You might be able to have one or two. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.